I'm George Watsky, and you are listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour, hosted by DJ Matt Warner, only on Fresh Air. This weekend, I was so lonely. So what did I do? I went to the club. Got more lonely and went to the after club. Walked downstairs and got kicked out of the secret club, so I got wasted next door at the half-deserted geeky club, got clubbed out, so I bounced out and felt woozy, so I slept it off and I went to my book club, but then were buzzed off rupees, reading in the club the novelization of 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die trying the movie. These days, it's Friday night, we go to the club. If it's Saturday night, we go to the club. If we're feeling lonely, if we're feeling horny, if we're having a baby shower, we go to the club where life can't worsen. And the prevailing mindset is, yo, girl, my big dick is such a small part of who I am as a person. I'm tired of this tired-ass club-ish. These days, the only place I really feel good about myself is home, so screw it. Starting tonight, this Friday night, my family's three-bedroom San Francisco flat is open to the general public. For anyone looking for love who's not just looking for love, come to 770 Fifth Avenue, the brand-new Lonely Hearts Club. You're a scrub, you're a stud, you're a dom, you're a sub. If you've got a heavy heart, you don't need ID. Every good body is a VIP. We don't have bouncers. We got my 99-year-old Jewish grandmother, and she will guilt-trip the sketches she'll kneel right back to his Lexus before he can remember whether or not his locks were kosher at breakfast in advance those will be rejected Casanova Jerry Springer and every one of your exes Lil John got faded passed out on the way over and never made it so screw downtown surround sound of all green boombox knocks past two blocks so loud cops stop rowdy crowds in the boondocks to rock on the rooftops short little excerpt from Lonely Hearts Club DJ Matt Werner in the Hella Hyphy Hour only on Fresh Air you are listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour with DJ Matt Werner uh, in studio, I've uh, done a uh, pre-recorded interview with George Watsky, a uh, poet, spoken word artist, and rapper uh, out of the San Francisco Bay Area, all the way on the west coast of the United States in California. George, I was wondering if you could just uh, come on the line and just uh, share a little bit of information about you and how you uh, first got into uh, spoken word poetry and, uh, and hip-hop. Cool, awesome. How you doing, Matt? Doing well. Um, I'm good, yes. Well, I first got into being interested in, in rhyming back in middle school. I went to a public school in San Francisco, and that's kind of what everyone did. You know, like, during lunchtime, people would, would freestyle together. And my freshman year of high school, I had an English teacher who told me about a program called Youth Speaks in the Bay Area. Um, Youth Speaks does free writing workshops and competitions called the um, Youth Speaks Team Poetry Slam every, every year. And I entered the first time when I was 16, and... Um, I'd never done spoken word before. I'd just been interested in music, and I entered this competition, and I, I didn't win, but I did pretty well. When I was 16, I came back every year, year after year after year, um, and through that, got a lot of opportunities. Um, eventually won when I was 19, um, went to the Nationals three times, and um, won that one time with my team, and through that, got exposed to the people who did Deaf Poetry Jam on HBO, um, this show that showcases spoken word artists got on that, and yeah, I've been doing it ever since. So thanks, George, for the uh, the, the introduction. Yeah, there was a phenomenal poem uh, you did on HBO on the Deaf Poetry Jam. There's a, a lot of talented people on that show. I was wondering who who else was there uh, when you were uh, performing. Like how how's the setup? Um, like I remember, uh, you know, most deaf is the host, uh, but uh, who else did you get to meet uh, during the show? Um, yeah, most of the hosts um, on my episode in particular was uh, they had a couple musical artists. Usually, they have a couple of like celebrities with the poets. So my episode had um, Modest Yahoo, Life Jennings, uh, Talib Kweli, 
and then a couple of other, you know, it's crazy because there are these celebrities that were performing with us, but the rest of my episode was made up of people who I was friends with from the Bay Area. Like, the the people that I grew up doing poetry with really ended up feeding this show because there was such a, um, you know, a high a level of creativity that we were pushing each other with when we were doing the competition every year. Um, so, like, on that episode also, who were people who, you know, I met when I was 16 um, and in high school in the Bay Area, like Dalek Brathwaite, um, Shannon Metesky, Melanie Clay, um, all people who were from the Bay Area with me, and then a couple of other people from the national competition. Shannon Lee, who, rest in peace, actually died this year, um, but she was on that episode of, of Deaf Poetry as well. A lot of young people, um, also in the audience, Russell Simmons, obviously he uh, produces the show. And, um, yeah, they, they do it at the Supper Club in New York City, which is an actual venue, but they set up this crazy TV camera set up and um, have a live audience come in. It's pretty cool. They build a set, and you get to meet all the other poets. You're all holed up in one hotel, and they film it over a three-day period. Uh, actually, I think they usually did it for longer, but the season I was on was um, a truncated season. So they had, like, um, two or three different shoots a day. So they shoot, like, two or three episodes a day, one after the other, in this room. You do two poems, they pick one of them to air. If you're unlucky, they don't pick either of them to air. Um, and then you can stay for as long as you want over that three-day period and watch the other people's tapings. Wow. Well, that sounds like a phenomenal experience. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, just wandering around were like George Clinton, Nelly Furtado, Jill Scott. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's great. We're going to play one of your poems. I was wondering if you could introduce and mention a little bit about this poem. This is a poem that I did when I was 16 at the Youth Speaks Teen Poetry Slam. I'm 22 now, so this was six years ago. And it was the first spoken word poem that I ever wrote. And I performed this live for a room of about 1,500 people. It's about growing up with a Jewish father and a Christian mother. Yeah, I, I really liked the piece, too. People were really uh, laughing. It was quite a uh, humorous piece, and I thought it was a, a very, very good start to a, to a great career. Thank you. We're about to listen to Half Jewish by George Watsky. I just want to say that was great. Uh, that was amazing. Marry me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh... I forgot Hanukkah this year. I guess it wouldn't be such a bad thing if I wasn't Jewish. <laughs> I forgot Passover last year and the year before that. And I just found out Yom, Kipp Yom Kippur existed. And I guess it wouldn't be such a bad thing if I wasn't Jewish. I forgot dreidels and latkes and family this year. I forgot tradition, tradition, and religion this year. I forgot Hanukkah this year. And I guess it wouldn't be such a bad thing if I wasn't Jewish. Well, half Jewish. Does half Jewish mean I only have to remember half the holidays or all the days from December to December? Does it mean my left hand only knows what my right hand says? So with my right I hold the Torah and with my left I raise the dead? Or should I half believe in Jesus and half believe he's fraud and we'll leave the Red Sea open just for half the Jews to cross? I don't sort of think it's ill-advised for Philistines in Palestine to wish to be where Semyon or ancestors had wandered, right? 
Do I believe in 40 days and 40 nights or 40 years, no hope in sight, or turn to 40 ounces, pop the cap and have a hopping night? <laughs> I want to picture me just sitting down and pounding scripture out like a bar mitzvah with an after party at a brothel house. What if my podium my hopes would smash like crystal glasses on linoleum? Is that my Jewish youth symposium I'd read? Baruch atah. I don't know. Elevator melancholy chomsky no? <laughs> Shekhayatsu, Vikings, Randy Moss, and Super Bowl? <laughs> so good they'd be Finale and the filler. The Denali of the killers and I'd fit the bill in skittish Yiddish mixed with Phyllis Diller. I'd use my moxie, softly dodging paparazzi, never letting on my ancestors were likely both the prey and pride of Nazis. But as the praying pride, it's best to stay inside because no one likes the guy who rides the fence and pensively denies gods in the sky. And if I choose a side, I'm guaranteed to lose because I'm simply half and half that make a hole for me to crawl into and die. When I see that half and half is cream and milk, two shades of white combined into a condiment that no one wants to drink just by itself, then I'll start to homogenize my culture and my time. But no religion can envision claiming even half my mind. You were just listening to Half Jewish by George Watsky, and we uh, have George Watsky uh, from a pre-recorded uh, telephone interview uh, for Fresh Air, The Alternative, uh, University of Edinburgh's uh, student radio station. I am DJ Matt Werner, and we have George Watsky on the phone line. So yeah, we, we really enjoyed the, the humor that you had in uh, Half Jewish, um, but your, your poetry, it's not all about just, you know, humor and funny and in the shtick, but you've also done a bit of sustainability work. I know on YouTube, there's a video of you and Robert Redford. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I have a relationship with um, Robert Redford and the Sundance Preserve that I started cultivating through Youth Speaks, actually. I won this competition in 2006 that focused on poetry with the theme of sustainability or climate change work, some kind of that stuff like that. I had a poem called Carry the One that's also available on YouTube that won this competition, and I got to go out to Sundance, Utah, where Robert Redford used to host a summit every year for um, mayors working on climate change. And so I got to perform this piece, and it was really crazy. Um, I was invited by Robert Redford, got to meet him. Um, Madeline Albright was there. Um, the year before that, Al Gore gave the keynote. And there were a lot of really crazy people. Actually, like, I'm, I started a got a friendly relationship with Mark Bankich, who is the um, who's running against Ted Stevens for Senate in Alaska right now. And it looks like he's going to win. And by the time this airs, he probably will have won because Ted Stevens is facing all these corruption charges up in Alaska. But anyway, I got to meet all these really cool people, perform at Sundance, and they invited me back the next year. And um, through that, I got an opportunity to perform that poem in Chicago for Green Build, which is this big sustainable building conference. I got to perform immediately before Bill Clinton took the stage to give the keynote. And it's just crazy. This competition that I entered has given me opportunity after opportunity to perform my work about sustainability. And so from this one poem, I've gotten so many chances. I've, I've generated some more material on it. And that thing that you're talking about with Robert Redford was from an event at the Kennedy Center this summer in July, Speak Green, um, Green Mike on Climate Change. And um, Robert Redford introduced me 
and been a really great guy. And I'm an, an aspiring actor a bit as well, too. So to have someone like that saying those compliments about me is, is really flattering. And it's been really, really cool to do that work. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you, you really have come a long way in the last uh, six years from the uh, the kind of a, a dorky uh, 16-year-old on the stage to a pretty well-seasoned poet. So next up, we're going to play a little uh, song that you've put together uh, with a group you've been collaborating with. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about uh, where the sidewalk ends, and is it a Shel Silverstein reference? It is a Shel Silverstein reference, um, definitely. I um, did this song with a group called Invisible Ink, which is a band that I'm in. They're actually um, all my roommates, and it's a jazz hip-hop fusion project, and I do some poetry on the thing as well. But um, the song is about moving and paralleling the breakup of my relationship when I moved with some of my own like anxieties about mortality. It's called Where the Sidewalk Ends, and the other two members of the group, Invisible Ink, are Daniel Riera, Max Miller-Lauren. This is Where the Sidewalk Ends. to dust metal mouth smile now cause that grin gon rust sunshine cause tonight you gon hide from dusk the middle plays games but the end i trust just a little lesson that i learned from the gnat stay fly today cause tonight's a wrap from the get go all this promised is we gotta let go reaper's got an eye out for your life and he's a klepto it's retro fam we learned the art in kindergarten started building blocks so we could knock them all across the carpet Part of me just wants to play the martyr and start whining Problemism, just another arrow flying towards the target It's autopilot operation, can't do shit to stop it So relax and just get plastered, drinking eight balls in the cockpit Eight ball corner pocket So you get to call the shots and chalk it up to poor decisions When your life is desolate but honest Watch out, that's where the sidewalk ends Stop now, that's where the sidewalk ends You think time stops dead where love begins Not on my block this is where the sidewalk ends Watch out, that's where the sidewalk ends Stop now, that's where the sidewalk ends You think time stops dead where love begins Not on my block, this is where the sidewalk ends The bygones are bygones and I'm gone and we're just friends Life tightens like a python when I try to slither out fine from a fight and find This life is winding down when I slide around the bend When I'm lost in Boston, I'll be wanting you Every inch of skin, every molecule Every follicle and article of clothes you own But I can't pull you through the speaker on my mobile phone Go it alone, I suppose a new home here I can't hold on to what I hoped that I could hold 
hold dear No more please holds and holdouts for I'll roll near I better snuggle up close to a nice cold beer We're falling apart, we're breaking a little We're leaving our hearts with a hole in the middle It'll take a little while, but the riddle is just We can talk at killing time, but time is killing us Get up, get up, stay up, have faith Begins. Time can hurt, but time can cleanse. See, See the, the sidewalk ends where the sky begins. The sky's the limit, don't cry. Hi, you're listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour here on Fresh Air the Alternative. You were just listening to Where the Sidewalk Ends by Invisible Inc. We have George Watsky on the phone line. And George, I was uh, wondering, where do you see yourself going in the future? Do you see yourself continuing with the spoken word and the hip-hop? You had mentioned acting as another uh, venue you're looking to explore. I'm curious, uh, are you studying acting now? Yeah, I'm studying acting and screenwriting and playwriting. Like, my major is an interdisciplinary major. I go to Emerson College in Boston. I'm finishing up right now. And I am hoping to keep doing poetry, absolutely. But I also really want to make a a career out of art, and I feel like I give myself the best opportunity to do that by having a couple of other avenues to go down. There's very few people who can support themselves exclusively on poetry, although there are a few, and it sounds like you guys might actually meet a couple of them later if you keep listening to the hella hyphy hour in, in subsequent weeks. But my, my hope is that by writing scripts, and the plan is to move to L.A. about a year from now, that I'll be able to give myself an opportunity to do acting. And I think that theater is a really fertile area for the crossover between spoken word and longer form. So I'd love to be able to explore doing theatrical works that I can write myself that can include my poetic voice and also put myself in them and showcase my acting stuff. You know, one of the really enticing things for spoken word for me is that it lets you showcase your own experience and your own writing and also performance at the same time. You can't be an amazing spoken word artist unless you're an outstanding writer and performer. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's so much uh, theatrical technique that goes into it. I think that's uh, one reason why Saul Williams is is so remarkable, Uh, even though he did have a very brief uh, spoken word career in the actual slam scene, but he's still regarded as excellent. Same others uh, who put on dynamic shows. Now there's Mark Babuni Joseph, who everyone at Youth Speaks is indebted to. Um, I know that that, uh, he's influenced Dalek style quite a bit, and I mean, everyone who's come out of Youth Speaks, and so it's not only... I'd say, I'd say he's influenced my style also. Do you want to yeah, talk about uh, Bamu? Because I know with the, the hip-hop theater festival that uh, Youth Speaks puts on, that, yeah, he's really a dynamic presence in that. Yeah, Bam- Bamuti is amazing. He's so good at integrating his words with his movement, 
And I think that very tangibly, his cadences have affected many of us. His movement style has been inspiring to me, too. He directly is the curator of the Living Word Theater Festival, and a bunch of his shows have gone up in the Hip Hop Theater Festival, you mentioned as well. Um, actually, on Monday, he was at this Robert Redford thing in, in New York City, and I talked to him, and he, um, this is an exclusive information, he said that he wants to put my uh, one of my plays up for the first time and produce it in the Living Word Festival in 2009. I'm really excited about of next year. Wow, that's awesome. And again, for our listeners, where is the uh, Living Word Festival is based out of? Do you want to just describe a little bit about Youth Speaks uh, to the people who don't know uh, exactly what it is? Absolutely. The Living Word Theater Festival is a theater slash oral literary festival that happens once a year in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's not exactly the same as the Hip Hop Theater Festival, which was founded in New York by Danny Hawk, um, an interdisciplinary theater um, spoken word artist. And um, the Living Word Festival showcases musical acts, poetic events, theater pieces, brings in artists from around the country, and they basically have this extravaganza once a year. And this year, they put up an excerpt from War Peace, which is by David Diggs, Shanaka Hodge, Rafael Casal. They um, had a Most Deaf concert in West Oakland, did a bunch of other really cool things. Last year, they brought in DJ Cool Herc and Clyde Stubblefield, James Brown's drummer, drummer, to do a duet together. And it's this really amazing festival that happens once a year in the Bay. So definitely, if you're out in the San Francisco Bay Area, definitely look up uh, Youth Speaks and the events that they put on. It's it's quite an uh, extraordinary experience. Uh, and that's definitely influenced a lot of uh, my style and my musical tastes. So coming up, uh, we have a little uh, collaboration that you did uh, with another uh, Youth Speaks protege, Dalek, who we will be having a half-hour feature on in a future week. I wonder if you could uh, just introduce uh, this track we're about to hear. Will this be the world premiere? Actually, yes, this is the world premiere of this song. Um, this is off my upcoming solo album, my music album, which is so new that it's not even titled yet. But um, we have 20 tracks, and this is one of the first ones. It's called Fight, Fight, Fight. It features Dalek and a crowd of screaming children from my old elementary school. We're about to listen to Fight, 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 Dalek and George Watsky, world premiere, only on Fresh Air. Dalek Brathwaite, how you doing, man? I'm feeling hype, man. I'm ready to fight, dog. Let's do this. Spun a web of lies, took notes from Charlotte. Throw a red herring, paint the White House scarlet. Pennsylvania Ave was the last red carpet. Then Bush relapsed like a rehab starlet. I feel carsick. Stop the Paris Hilton carousel. Hot as hell, it smells like kerosene and caramel. America's flaring and we're carrying parasols. Paranoid and terror cells. Parents scared of aerosols. Said if you care at all, fight for the ones who fall. Fight for the ones who can't. Fight for the one for the all. And fight for the ones who rep. And fight for the 1% at the bottom and against the one two one true step for the ones who come correct. I don't want to sit back with the Big Mac and Iraq and Addy Ice. Six pack of a lap, skin and act on blast. Sticking to the facts of life. Said if you're taller, better follow who you're stepping on. Cause I'll be brawling like the fighting Irish leprechaun. Little, I've been fiddling with the riddle. Focus. 
It's like folks addicted to riddling, crafting it with no chisel. You soft as Malcolm in the middle. I'm strong as the nation of Islam with Malcolm in the middle. A Issa, a Issa, can you save them? Flavor like Skittles or that little Mitchell delicious was kissing. I can switch, switch it up like a schizo. Pretty motherfucker, but get ugly like Gizmo. It's okay, maybe it's not your day. I'm a winner, couldn't even get beat by Dr. Dre. I couldn't even get beat if I was your slave. Yeah, I got Kente Park. My designer clothes look like Kente Clark. Angry like Sin K's thoughts once his chains are locked. And this is why I'm hot, but not in that mem sort of way. More like you better get him sort of way. Cause until I kill Bill, he won't put his sort of way. You better profess it like you got your tenure today. Got a vendetta to settle. I ain't settling for guns. When it comes to wanting change, I'm as unsettled as punks. Sitting live from the boondocks with my boombox. Sitting on my soapbox, spitting got my folks locked. They patiently waiting for me to give them some of freedom fighter. Kinda like you free minutes when you don't like me. Unless you like me. And I don't like you. I'll have to fight you. And you don't need something. So go to sleep something. And we outside right now. I don't need a chart to see that I look hard to meet. There's no Chardonnay pumping through my arteries And my heart'll say I should take the harder way If I got a part to play, I won't make it Bartleby At least the starter tea is feeling like an armor piece It's guarding me like his righteous artistry So far to lead us to into God and Evita To seeking God and your freedom to God I gotta lead a Vita Bonita Proceed to lead a beautiful life It's more than eating, sleeping, and meeting a suitable wife You gotta fight while looters throwing bows in A-Town I'll be throwing blows like little children on the playground You should know the bay We're seeming sort of tame But we could go insane And if you're on a lower plane like when a Boeing lands My fist attaches at the wrist so I'll be throwing hands and I don't like you. I'll have to fight you. And you don't need something. So go to sleep something. And we can be outside right now. From the hollowed halls of the University of Edinburgh, one DJ from the mean streets of Berkeley bring you the Hyphy Hour with DJ Matt Werder, only on Fresh Air. I'm George Watsky, and you are listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour, hosted by DJ Matt Warner, only on Fresh Air. Uh. So, so one track that's been uh, popular on MySpace is uh, Run My Mouth. Uh, I was wondering if you could... Uh, uh, just uh, discuss this song a little bit. This is a collaboration that I did with a gospel singer in Boston named um, Danny McLean, and it's produced by Max Miller Lauren, who's my Invisible Ink bandmate, who also produced the last track, Fight, Fight, Fight. He's a really talented musician, and he put together this song, and Danny's a really incredible singer, and this song showcases him really well. If anything, it's it's Danny McLean featuring me, but this is also on my upcoming solo album, so... I get to have the top name billing, but yeah, Max and Danny were as instrumental in this song as I was, and it's just a song about being in a relationship with another talkative person, and obviously there's going to be clashes, 
in those relationships, but talking about enjoying that more than being with somebody who, who can't speak their mind. So uh, we're about to listen to Run My Mouth, George Watsky. Attend events a lot. It's hard to end a thought. I get pent up and I guess I don't know when to stop. If I get a mental block, you can hear a pencil drop. But if not, I'm all tuck like a rent a cop. I don't wanna mock, ever get a let it slip. Said I gotta get a grip. Cause I know you're delicate and I'm pretty adamant. I can learn some etiquette. Better than that, I could talk a book and never edit it. Seldom elegant, guilty of embellishing. Yelling, but I'm holding shit together like I'm gelatin. We're both jealous and selfish, I'm hella slim. But I got a bigger mouth than a pelican. Check a fella sing, messing up the melody. I know my alphabet, A to L, M, N, O, P. I like you, it shouldn't be shocking. My heart's beating just as loud as I'm talking. I know you know. I know you know. Louder than a brass knocker, cricket or a grasshopper, not another word. I don't wanna ask, kiss, sniffing like a mastiff. That'll be my last ditch effort to be heard. Take me as a hostage. I'm feeling lost with my neck up like an ostrich, totally absurd. I squawk like a bird, cause my clumsy heart feels like it's doing cartwheels. So baby, you could put me in a dunce cap, treat me like a hunchback, say my mind is one track every single day. Call my mother megaphone, I don't beg and moan. If I get in bed alone, I don't wanna say, you're forgiven briefly. If I call you sweet pea, then you say to eat me, and I don't know which way. I've had a taste, and I know you're gourmet, and arguments just to make up for play. Talking-ish. Every time I want to say to put a sock in it, I melt again and buy your ass a box of chocolate. I guess that's why they call me Georgie Porgy Puddin' Pie. Before I kiss my girl, I put her on a sugar high. And then we cry after a little old how are you. Turns into an argument, I bet I'll scar you. Is it hard to always have to complain? Take on something mundane and give yourself a tongue sprain? You talk about your day and go off for a year. And I can walk away or hold the phone off of my ear. I don't love what I hear, but I've got to stay. Cause man, smart girls have a lot to say. I want to shout with someone that I'm down with. There's no one I'd rather run my mouth with. No, I, I know you know. You know, you know, you know. Oh, I, I, I know you know.
is Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger coming from you, to you live from the mean streets of Oakland where I'm doing the thizzle dance. It is the hyphy hour with DJ Matt Werner. Also, I was wondering, do you want to talk anything about the, the Michael Sarah beef? Well, you, you mentioned a little bit that you have kind of, not necessarily a beef with this actor from Hollywood, but you get that you're a lookalike of him a lot. I get it as well. His name is Michael Sarah. He's been in Juno. He's been in Superbad, Arrested Development, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And I want to be the first ever MC to have beef, not with another badass MC, but with an endearingly awkward actor. So I'm beefing officially with Michael Sarah because we share endearingly awkward mannerisms and a similar weak jawline. And I have a diss track that mentions him at the end. And I think that you're going to share that in a second. But anyway, I don't hate the guy. I just think that you know who you're dealing with by your enemies. And I wouldn't call him my enemy, but he's somebody who... Um, you know, I may have rubbed him the wrong way. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to the guy. But I think that he's feeling threatened by me. And I felt it was important to respond. The 10 best rappers is a list of me. I exist to be the greatest rapper in history. Built a time machine from flavors, clock, and a saddle. Taught Plato to rap and then kicked his ass in a battle. I'm the best rapper alive. Who gets mistaken for Michael Sarah everywhere that he drives? Michael Sarah. You weren't so super bad when I was riding you around Rodale yelling, who is your dad? Don't be a girly man. Tune in to DJ Matt Werner with the Hyphy Hour live on Fresh Air. Wow. So this is kind of like an Eminem cannabis kind of thing. It's more intense than that. It's more serious. Um, Eminem and cannabis, you know, they're, they're not as serious as I am. That's the only way I can look at it. I'm... I, I, I just have reached the end of my rope with it. And, uh, I, just, I, I had to express myself creatively. It's one of those situations where I just I sat down and I boiled over with fury and um, it went through my fingertips and onto the page, out of my mouth and into the mic, and this is what came out. So, so basically, you had already developed this style, uh, this shtick, and then this, this guy, Michael Sarah came along and just sort of took it. It's like this sort of Hollywood talent agency. Oh, there's this guy, George Watsky. He has this great act. And so we're, we're just going to take it and then give it to this Canadian guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It may have been what happened, but you know, I'm, I'm willing to believe that he was far enough away in Canada that he wasn't actually exposed to any kind of mainstream media. Deaf Poetry actually came out with my poem V for Virgin before Superbad, the movie. But then there were a lot of people that thought that I stole the idea from Superbad. When really the idea is just to explore high school virginity, which is a universal theme that a lot of people have had to deal with in the past, unless they lost their virginity in eighth grade, which, you know, if he did that, congratulations. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know if he stole it from me. It's indeed highly possible that he did, that he's a huge fan of my work and decided to, you know, build his career off it. But there's also a slight possibility that that's not exactly what happened. Mm, th th this is intriguing. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, personally, I mean, I'm a, a radio personality, so people don't really uh, see me. But I, I also get mistaken quite a bit for uh, Michael Sarah as well. So, uh, but yeah, I thought I'd plug. Um, if you want to see some uh, Juno-related videos, I made um, five short films to uh, Juno 2, Polly Bleeker Goes to Hollywood, starring the real Michael Sarah. And you can uh, find these at www.youtube.com slash the real Michael Sarah, and uh, there, there's five uh, interesting videos up there that you guys can uh, can enjoy. 
heard of these videos, um, the real Michael Sarah. I've heard that they're incredible, so everyone should check them out. I haven't seen them yet, um, but I'll just speak on what I know about Michael Sarah. I love him. I'm a huge fan. He's wildly talented. He is a great actor. He picks great projects, which is, you know, half the battle for being successful in Hollywood. He's got an extre- extremely impressive, expressive um, facial range. He's, his reactions are honest and truthful, and I think he's a wonderful actor. I'm a huge fan. This is Dr. Phil telling you that it's your best interest to listen to The Happy Hour with DJ Matt Werner. I'm George Watsky, and you are listening to the Hella Hyphy Hour, hosted by DJ Matt Warner, only on Fresh Air. Where do you see yourself going? Like, do you see yourself going with a fast, like, hip-hop, gritty style, or now more into the acting, screenplay writing, theater? Across all of the stuff, playwriting, music, um, poetry, what I want to be really consistent is work with a sense of humor with a serious purpose. So I'm not really interested in monotonously serious, tragic work that doesn't have the ability to poke fun in itself. And I'm also not interested in um, slapstick comedic work that doesn't have an underlying serious message. So, I mean, I think that movies like Superbad and are deep philosophical work that have, you know, a, a, a comedic delivery. But I'm really interested in doing stuff like that, speaking of things like loneliness, feelings of not being accepted. These are things that I feel like I can, that I can deal with with comedy in, in, in a serious way across all media. I want to be able to take these things that have been weaknesses for me or have made me feel weak in the past and use them as weapons on stage, use them as things that, that I can use to empower myself um, and empower the people who can relate to them by claiming it as something that we shouldn't be ashamed of, like being a virgin in high school, having a lisp, feeling lonely. Like these aren't things that, that you can control or should necessarily want to control. So if people want to hear George Watsky use words as weapons on stage, where can they see you? I see you have uh, quite a few tour dates lined up. You can check out um, all this stuff on my website, www.georgewatsky.com. Just got a new site built, and you can. there's a photo gallery, a gig calendar, a link to my YouTube, Facebook, MySpace pages. That's the best place. It's comprehensive. There's a store. There's a bio. And yeah. GeorgeWatsky.com, G-E-O-R-G-E-W-A-T-S-K-Y. Uh, I think you're on the, the threshold for greatness. I hope so. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm moving to L.A. in a year, so we'll see what happens. So uh, thank you very much, uh, George Watsky, for joining uh, DJ Matt Werner in the Hella Hyphy Hour. Well, it was a pleasure and an honor to be included. Uh, you have been listening to Fresh Air, the Alternative, University of Edinburgh Student Radio. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>